Thank you for tuning in to Real Original, and welcome back to our Monday time slot. We're switching back to Mondays. Uh, today we're going to be talking about Krampus, the 2015 Christmas movie. My name is Dave. My name's Trevor. I think I'm still Kelsey. You're always Kelsey to me. <laughs> and Trevor let me know before the show that he's got something he needs to get off his chest. So, I have to offer a correction to one of more our more astute viewers. Uh, this is our first astute viewer of the week. Uh, we, we don't do them every week. We've never done them before. We probably never will again. Uh, but I'm hoping that Dave will have the the wherewithal to put a monster truck voice over this yelling astute observer of the week while oh, Zale is Blair. Um, so our first obser- astute observer of the week is Hannah. Hannah, I have to offer a correction. You noted that the story I was thinking of is Orpheus and Eurydice conflating with the story of Persephone and Hades. You're totally right. This is very embarrassing to me. I wrote a song about this once and I used the wrong name. Uh, unfortunately, I am dumb enough that Disney's 1997 Hercules animation was culturally enriching for me, so please forgive me. So is that from the Hercules movie? No, that is roughly the story of Orpheus and Eurydice. Uh, he does go into hell to get her back, and then I think there's something about, like, he's not allowed to look back, or she's not allowed to look back. It's your classic mythology. Mm -hmm. Somebody's not allowed to look back, and they do, and then somebody turns into a pillar of salt or has to stay in hell, that kind of thing. Right, but I'm asking where Disney messed it up, because they also had the Hercules television show. Was it the movie or the television show that they got the name wrong? Uh, the 1997 movie. Uh, Ah. no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm not claiming that they ever said this. And now I understand why you're questioning me. I, I'm just saying that I am dumb enough that for me, that was like an exciting film. Gotcha. I was, I was eight years old at the time too. I have a suit observation of the week. Number two, which is that you called Hannah a viewer. And as far as I know, people can't see us right now, but maybe Hmm. I'm wrong. See, maybe one day. She sees us in her mind's eye, Kelsey. (laughs) Well, getting straight to the movie, um, this was kind of a a team pick. It was not a single person pick, but I believe, Kelsey, you were the one that recommended it at first, right? Yes. You asked me what would be a holiday film I would pick. Uh, And I suggested Krampus. And what a film it is. I had to pay money for this. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. It was on Netflix previously when I suggested it. I thought it still was. It was not. So So I rented mine on Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. And when I checked out the order, this weird pop-up came up that was very kind of accusational against me. It was like, hey, if you stream this on a TV, we needed to have these security protocols, you freaking thief. And (laughs) I was like, I have never seen this before when renting a movie digitally. But it it was very anti-piracy and accusational interesting i rented it through the amazon prime tv like smart tv app so i did not get accused in that way i did quickly Mm. check like on the web page to make sure the price would be the same to rent it because i know there can be discrepancies ladies and germs it's on hulu you guys are fools I don't have Hulu, so you're a fool. Wait. I I actually am a fool for having these things, honestly. Wait, 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 wait. We have Hulu. It's free on Hulu? I swear that it was free on Hulu. That's how I We couldn't find it. I searched. 
I'm almost certain I watched that. I must be wrong. Did you watch the same Krampus? I was about to say, there's like 4,000 Krampus movies. Did we watch different ones? Oh, that's going to be bad. Treb, did you watch the 2015 Krampus with Adam Scott? Uh, The one I watched had uh, Jack Nicholson in it. No. Did did it really? No, that didn't exist. I was screwed. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I watched the. Adam you you had me going. <laughs> I, I checked very carefully before I, I texted Kelsey, and I was like, "Is this the tw- Is this the one with Adam Scott? Am I about to watch the right one?" Oh yeah, I do remember. That. I don't even know if there are a ton of Krampus movies. It was just a fear of mine that there would be a million of them because it's uh, kind of a cool concept. There's Krampus Unleashed, which is what Hulu suggested to me. Hmm. So. Yeah, I've uh, seen that on, uh, I streamed it through Pornhub.com, and um, yeah, it's quite the film. Beautiful. (laughs) So Kelsey mentioned that this movie stars Adam Scott, and that kind of leads into my biggest complaint about this movie, is the casting. Adam Scott doesn't really have the acting chops to lead a movie, especially a movie of this nature that's kind of a horror comedy. And then mixing it with David Kochner, I think that's how you say his name. I think it's Kechner. Those, it's Kochner? I think it's Kechner, but I also Kechner. don't think it matters. <laughs> Kechner, that's hard to say. Anyway, those are some of my least favorite people to see on screen, and, and that's my biggest complaint from this movie. Hmm. I, I really like Adam Scott uh, in his TV roles. Like, Party Down is fantastic. I mean, he's mm-hmm. charming in Parks and Rec. I uh Kechner Kuchner Kuchner as the Germans would say uh I I have uh I like him in um stupid movies like uh oh Anchorman Anchorman I guess is probably he is kind of like he's very one note yeah I'll, Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you like one of my criticisms of this movie is uh is less the the casting and more just the the early part maybe this was intentional borrows so much from uh i feel like it borrows christmas from vacation yes christmas vacation say? yeah uh like the very early parts of it before before the krampus becomes a problem are are just christmas vacation jokes kind of you know, Keckner is the well. Maybe I'm talking too much, but Keckner is the uh, kind of the 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 goofy uncle who who you know ruins things and uh, and isn't generally tolerated in the uh, in their life. You know. Yeah, there were a lot of Christmas vacation parallels early on, um, but I kind of thought that was the joke. It didn't it didn't yeah. bother me so much as I thought it was kind of the point. What can you do? Mm. Yeah, I also kind of thought it was intentional, but. I mean, it's not, it's not like, a, uh, not all the parts of the movie do seem intentional. So it, it's like, who knows? But yeah, it didn't especially bother me. I guess I assumed it was like, oh, look, it's like the wacky characters from like a, another Christmas comedy movie. But then obviously things go south. Yeah. And it kind of ties into the idea of this starting off as a stereotypical Christmas movie and then something changing. So by starting it with Christmas Vacation as a shorthand and, and kind of makes you understand and, and like some of the characters, it it just kind of got the movie started to where they could start having scary monsters come out. This had Tony Collette in it as well. Tony Collette's been on our movies quite a few times now. She's kind of a recurring actor on the show, which is cool. Frequent which, flyer. Which actress yeah. is Tony Collette? She played the mom in this movie. 
the blonde lady. Oh yeah, she's yeah. been turning up in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. She's mm. also the mom in Hereditary, I think. She's a mom in things. Yeah, I haven't seen Hereditary yet. Oh, you should. I've, I've heard good things though. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, when I suggested this movie, I had only seen it once, and that was in 2015 when it was released. I saw it in a theater. Um, I remember being surprised by it and enjoying it a lot. So it was a lot different to go back five years later. <laughs> um, I would say I did still enjoy parts of it. I I think rewatching it, I picked out the flaws a lot easier and was like, oh, it is kind of disappointing in a lot of ways. There, there are some things that I like in this movie that we can talk about at some point, but the, the, I was just not interested for most of the movie. Maybe that's more like where everyone is in Corona times right now, where you, you can't really concentrate on anything, but I was just not drawn in or charmed by the, the, the family or any of that. So then when they're going through their kind of, I feel like frantic trials and tribulations, um, I'm, I'm just, Oh, do I care if David, David, uh, Keckner gets, uh, eaten by gingerbread man? I don't know. They're, <laughs> they're kind of cutesy and annoying and I was not expecting that. And they, you know, like that was jarring compared to some of the things that I actually liked in terms of horror, like the, uh, the, and it's kind of tame, but it, the, um, uh, Jack in the box that eats people and becomes yeah. a giant clown monster. That uh, was terrifying. Yeah. That, thing yeah, is that horrifying. thing's terrifying. I think that moments like that are kind of what I remembered when I was think like thinking about the movie. Cause I do think some of the creature design is interesting and fun. I think that Jack in the box thing it's fucking horrifying. Um, the gingerbread men suck. Like the CG gingerbread man. I, yeah, they seem like they wandered in from Shrek. Right. Like yeah. it just seemed misplaced with the rest of the creatures and the elves and Krampus and shit. I. Yeah. Yeah, the first gingerbread man appears on a chain that Krampus is dangling down through a chimney. And when I saw this, like, happy gingerbread man, I was like, oh, crap. The movie just took a dark turn. I was, sorry, I was just thinking about how I really liked the uh, art direction that they have for Krampus. Like, I thought that was creepy. I just didn't think that this movie doesn't fit together, really. So, I. Uh, but I like that part of it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing when I like rewatched this and thought about it as a whole, I think there are like a lot of, a lot of little interesting ideas that I feel like could have been explored more or made creepier. Um, But I mean, like you said, the characters are pretty throwaway Uh, and like just nothing is really explored like it could be. So it's just kind of a mishmash of a bunch of ideas. Yeah. I loved a lot of the monster designs and I loved the Krampus design itself. I was stunned at how little Krampus appears in this movie. Yeah. It's mostly his helpers. Yeah. It's, it's bizarre. Like Krampus is in the movie for less than 10 minutes. I'd wager. I was okay with, uh, how they set Krampus up like his first scene, um, with, uh, 
you know, him leaping from building to building and that sort of thing. But then he just disappears and a little jack-in-the-box. I, I mean, I guess we're spoiling um, 2015's Krampus for people right now. Do shame. it. Uh, but but uh, the, this little jack-in-the-box kills Beth, the um, uh, daughter of the family, uh, very early on. I was like, that's weird. Um, I, I was PG 13 killing. Yes. Yeah. Very like they, they cut away <laughs> and I was like, huh? So that didn't bode well for the rest of the movie. Right. I think, yeah, I, that was another big thing is I really wish it had been more of a, like leaned into the horror movie thing more than mm-hmm. it doesn't even have to be gory, but you know, literally there's, there's really no gore. It's, it feels pretty high, low stakes the whole time. There's no gore except that, like, Krampus, I'm pretty sure, is a demon wearing Santa's face. Because he has eyes underneath Santa's eyes in one yeah. of the scenes. So it's, it's like, not an unfucked up movie in that very quiet way. But, yeah, it's... Uh, I'm sorry about swearing on the podcast, Dave. <laughs> uh, yeah. And there is one scene that has gore. Near the end, the ant, played by the late Conchata Farrell, who we lost in 2020, um, she she shoots a demon, and there's like a really gory blood splatter coming out of the back of its head on the wall. And it's just for this fraction of a moment. And it, it kind of surprised me that it was just in there like that. I kind of wonder how many other small scenes like that there may have been that mm. were cut to achieve the rating just curious um because i don't know yeah some of the art design is pretty dark and i do think like the creature design is you know some of the most interesting parts of the movie besides the gingerbread man (laughs) yeah besides the fucking gingerbread men i hate i hate them they are just the little gingerbread man from shrek which i get it it's i i mean they're like oh it's it's cute but they're evil but it it just it does not fit and going back to Krampus' introduction scene where he's he's stalking the sister, who I forget her name. I didn't write down character names for this movie. But he's stalking the main character's sister, and she's hiding underneath a, a truck or a van, a vehicle of some kind. What made that scene kind of unsatisfying for me was I, I envisioned a really good ending, a really good kill for that, where at one point Krampus is near the car and then you see him jump into the air. And I was really hoping to see him land on the car and, and like squ- smash yep. her down. <laughs> I kind of remember. So when that didn't happen, I was yeah. like, oh. I can't, I kind of remember having that same thought that that's where that was going. Like when I saw it for the first time five years ago. And then I had mm. like a fake memory this time when I was mm. watching it where I thought that was going to happen again. And it didn't. And I was like, oh, I guess that never happened. But maybe it's that Mandela effect Um, thing where it did happen and it changed in this obscure horror movie. Uh, But I I do like, I did like, like, I thought it was creepy when he was kind of tracking her and jumping from house to house. Mm -hmm. It's just lots of things in the movie are like that, where it seems pretty promising and then it, it doesn't really pay off. Like, almost like they had a for a storyboard like just like 12 cool panels from different comic books and then they spread them throughout the movie and then just painted like boring shit in the rest of the way uh 
Another thing I do want to discuss is the fact that I don't know how I didn't remember this from the first time I watched it, but it drove me nuts that the grandma would speak German to everyone and then like they would just reply to her in English. Oh, and that I'm doesn't like, bother me. They accept that they, I mean, they do it with droids and Star Wars. Well, it was just driving me crazy because <laughs> clearly, cl- I mean, yeah, but you can't make droid sounds with your mouth. Hmm. Um, clearly they understand German fluently, but they would just like speak back to her in English and then vice versa. She understood what they were saying and she's just like, mm, I'm going to keep talking in German and then speaks English just for one specific story and then back to German. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was odd. Like, why not just make her speaking English? Why why force her to speak German and be from a different country? Right. I, why, I, why is that such a common trope? Like, I feel like there's always, um, like, a character who's mysterious because they, they don't speak often in English, right. but then it turns out that they speak English fine. Is it just bad writing? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, why can't... I, I mean, I get they're trying to be like, well, you know, Krampus is you know, from certain Alpine traditions. So let's have the grandma be from like the old country in Germany. Mm. But then why don't her children just reply to her in German? Cause clearly they fucking speak it. Right. If her, I mean, her grandchild speaks German right. in this movie. Like for some reason he's translating most of the time. I know that seems like such a small thing, but it was just kind of, I, I, I don't know. I think that's kind of emblematic of some, some of the, just many sticking points in the movie that make it kind of, you know, takes you out of it very easily. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, going back to the idea of this movie being boring, if we're just shredding this movie, I don't know. Um, the The thing that was boring to me about it was that the, um, it, like, if you look at this movie, most of it, it takes place in the house. And most of it is not also monsters in the house. So a tremendous chunk of this movie is just them being scared of the outdoors because they killed Beth off so early. And then when they do get into the house, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, there's some mayhem here. So that's at least a little more exciting, but in a screaming way where you get exhausted very quickly uh, because so much of the stupid things with the gingerbread man and different uh, robot characters and things like that are going on. Little, Little robot toy. Sorry, that probably makes no sense out of context. (laughs) yeah like we are gonna probably tear this movie apart i I didn't hate it i just don't have much nice to say about it like there's just not many talking points about the good parts of this movie we've kind of covered them all already the good monster design uh just the fact that this movie exists makes me happy because i do like the story of krampus quite a bit Mm -hmm. yeah i think there are some fun concepts and i mean i'll agree i feel like we're gonna talk a lot of shit um (laughs) I will say as well, even now that I've rewatched it and reformed my opinion, I don't hate it. Uh, I I did find it like fun to rewatch. I know Trevor, you talked about being bored a lot. I we were like, let's watch our first Christmas movie. You know, after Thanksgiving, we like had the tree on with the lights. We, you know, kind of curled up on the couch in our Christmas pajamas to watch it. I think it's fun as just a kind of i don't know just a christmas movie to watch during the christmas season that's not a traditional holiday movie Mm -hmm. um i think it gives you kind of that christmasy feeling but uh with with some fun little 
creature designs. But, I mean, again, it's not, like, a great movie. Do you know what horror comedy that's holiday-themed was better than this, though? Hmm. Uncle like I Sam. I know what you're going to say. Oh, no! I don't agree with that. No, 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 no. Uncle I Sam, like Uncle Sam more than this. was unwatchable to me. Or, it was watchable. I don't want to say that, but I was incredibly <sighs> bored. I kind of get, like, Uncle Sam being so bad it was memorable. Like, yeah. more memorable than this. I get that. And uh, the kills were, were gory and silly and over the top. The kills in that movie were, like, the only parts I could bear to watch, though. <laughs> but this movie is, it's not like the, the rest of it is, like, that much better than Uncle Sam. I just think it's, uh, I guess, comparing it to other Christmas movies, it's just a little, something a little different to watch. Yeah. And if you want to say, damn it, with faint praise, you know, there's uh, the, uh, well, it, it had higher... It had more workmanlike cinematography than uh, uh, a lot of other movies, you know. So, like, it has 2015 production values. So you can watch it, and it's a movie. There you go. That's about... That's right. <laughs> I There's also, like, I remember from watching it in the theater, there were some other moments I remember being creepy, like when they look out the window and, like, the snowmen keep showing up, the creepy snowmen. Um oh. But that's another example of something they never really do anything with. Oh yeah, they the like those are creepy, but they're then not scary because they never have any consequences other than the kind of spooky scene where Krampus is prancing about from, from behind one to the other. Right. Like it was creepy in the dark theater because it was like it seemed like it was a build up because in a in another horror movie maybe it would have been. Hmm. Uh, but then, yeah, nothing, nothing happens. You know what movie has better, uh, has, uh, m- uh, more meaningful and nuanced depiction of elves? Bright. Yes. I don't want to talk about Bright. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Bright podcast. We had our Bright episode. <laughs> I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> Just wait until Bright 2. Bright 2. Getting brighter. brighter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we came up with the same joke. Oh, uh, that's that means it's really bad, right? Yikes. <laughs> so continuing the tradition of dumping on Krampus, the music in this movie was almost perfect. They used all the kind of saccharine classic Christmas classics from uh, I remember Dean Martin being in it a few times. I think they had Frank Sinatra at one point. Yeah, they I forget, did. but but they should have done something with those songs rather than just play them straightforwardly. Like there should have been something else going on in them that made them a little eerie. Hmm. Yeah. Or having, you know, I mean, you can also just have in like the first act of the movie, they are normal and you know, the the, the design of the sound as it went on in time, I just don't think was it very multi-layered. Yeah. See, I would have watched a movie where um, they're they're like rock and roll versions of the Christmas songs, uh, like metal, like Doom, you know. And then the movie just gets incredibly absurd early on, like extremely gory and over the top. And Adam Scott is like firing a chain gun into a herd of elves or something like this. <laughs> I would yeah. watch that. I know that uh, Dave doesn't care for Adam Scott, and I'm not saying he's an amazing actor, but 
and I do think he's probably more suited to TV roles, but I do like Adam Scott. Um, I don't think any of the characters in this movie were written very uh, multifaceted. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know, yeah. like how how much an even better actor could have really done with the role of like yuppie dad. But did he ever even get a death scene in this? Did I miss that? Hmm. How did he die? No, so I think they're all uh, about to be thrown into hell or something by Krampus. And then, spoiler alert, that's when the like twist ending happens where the son wakes up and it seems like Christmas, everything's normal. It's Christmas time. And then he like unwraps a present and it is the Krampus spell that we saw earlier in the movie. And then everyone has like a weird look with each other. Oh, yeah. And the, <laughs> the reveal is that. They're, they're all just snow globes in the Krampus's in weird Krampus's musty cave. Stuff, yes. <laughs> Which, this is another example where I feel like it would have been... I mean, I don't even hate the thing where he wakes up and goes down to Christmas and then there's a Krampus bell and then you see the family looking, like, freaked out. I feel like ending there would have been a better ending than... See, I actually, back to, I, I like when the there's an incredibly clothes. bleak ending to a show. I, I mean, even well, if it's not an otherwise good movie or TV she's show. Not, she's not making yeah. the case to make it more happy. She's stating that it just would have been better and more like imaginative to leave the family looking yes. around awkwardly instead of pulling out to the snow globe. Leave it hmm. at the suggestion, I feel like. Because I feel like at yeah. that point it was obvious enough to me, like, okay, something's wrong. Uh, I think the music even skips or there is something with the sound at that moment, but it's just like too much to pull back and be like, oh, and they're now they're in a snow globe prison. See, I, I was expecting the like when I saw him get up and his advent calendar still said uh, the 24th or whatever. I thought it was an Ebenezer Scrooge type situation. Uh, there's still time. There's still time. That sort of thing. <laughs> it was all a dream. The spirits uh, did it all in one night instead of three or whatever it is. So. Yeah, uh, that's why I, I just... I would like, have been disappointed with that, to be honest. No, no, but I'm saying if... <laughs> Trevor, I still think you're not... Because <laughs> I think that's the thing, is you think for a moment, you're like, oh, everything's normal. But it's the moment where the kid opens the box and there's a bell from Krampus that's like, oh, mm. nope, actually it all happened. And then everyone looks really freaked out. I think mm. that that would be a good ending point. Because you're and like... And then cut to black. Yes, because it, it leaves room, more room for imagination. It's clear, like, no, it's not the happy ending we thought it was. But there's no hand wavy, like, now they're in a ball. And, <laughs> and the best part of it is you don't have to see every monster in the movie rush the camera like it's a Jim Henson Muppet movie. Oh, that was a yeah, bad. That was, that was pretty bad. bad. Yeah. That was like the cringiest last few seconds of a movie I've ever seen. I blotted that out of yeah. my memory. That was so bad. You're right. Yeah, like yeah. like anything that can cut that from the movie can only improve it. So I'm <laughs> totally on board with you, Kelsey. Yeah. Yeah, I still don't get Yeah, I don't get the logic of the ending. Uh, so we've we've talked about the ending quite a bit now. I want to want to reverse really far back and talk about the mm-hmm. intro. The intro was really really funny and and kind of a bleak satire of American consumerism, 
where they're showing what appears to be kind of like a Black Friday rush, like a shopping rush and people stepping on each other and mm. workers getting killed on double stacked ladders, things like that. And then for some reason, there's a child's play in the middle of this store, which was weird. But I think that was just more like symbolic of how busy the holidays are more so than something that took place within the actual universe. But I loved the intro. Yeah, I like it the was, intro, too. It was brilliant. It, it reminded me of Jingle All the Way quite a bit. If you mm-hmm. remember the scene where they're trying to get the, the Action Man doll or, or whatever that mm-hmm. hero's name is. Turbo Man. Yeah, yep. I, I really like that intro, too. It's almost like in the slow-mo, a lot of it almost looks like a Renaissance painting. Just like the amount of contorted figures, like making really dramatic faces and the composition. It's pretty humorous. I've only got a few more notes here, but this one, I don't know if this is going to be an extensive talking point, but when the grandma has the flashback to when she's a kid, Mm. the animation, it goes to being computer animated from being live action and the computer animation that they used, I felt was very awkward because it felt like it was trying to look like claymation, Mm. but it was still clearly made by computers because it was too fluid. And the only thing that I could think of was they were trying to copy off the old base and, Oh, I can't think of the uh, Rankin base mm-hmm. shorts of, of Rudolph and Frosty, the snowman that were claymation. And, but they, they should have just cut some frames from it to make it look more jittery. Did that animation strike y'all as weird? Yeah, um, I think, again, it was kind of one of the parts of the movie that I thought was like an interesting concept, because I do think it's clear that they're trying to imitate the Rankin and Bass, like stop motion animation. Uh, But it is kind of done awkwardly, and it is like the only part of the movie like that. I, I do think the grandma's character is actually stop motion animated. I think I looked that up after. No kidding. Um, But the rest of that is not it is like digital effects which so it doesn't really blend well together they took way too many photos then because it was it was too smooth right like there was just something off about it dave have you seen um fantastic mr fox and i have not it's a wes anderson movie right right and you generally don't like wes anderson I love Wes Anderson. Okay. He's he's the perfect amount of pretentious bullshit that mm-hmm. I, I genuinely love it. And, uh, <laughs> the I Life Aquatic is one of my favorite movies. Oh, Trevor's oh. a nice too. Yeah. That's the Life Aquatic. We should do it sometime. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's on any streaming service, but neither was <laughs> Krampus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or I'll Uncle Sam. <laughs> Shelled out for sure. it, so. Yeah. I own the Life Aquatic, so if we do want to do it sometime, I'd be totally on board. I think I do as well. So Trevor can pay. And we can get those cash. I think. Uh, oh man, I've I've been in my apartment so long, I forget the real world. Uh, Land Grant, I think Land Grant has a beer with the Life Aquatic on the can. They do. They have was... like the Steve Zissou hat or something on it, don't they? Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure if it's something they have year round or if it's a summer special or if it was a limited special. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen it at the store. It's called Steve Z. I believe. I think mm-hmm. I've had it. Mm-hmm. It was fun. This episode's now, now about, show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> uh, 
Beer and Wes Anderson, the new podcast name. Ooh, that's the niche we've been looking for. <laughs> I saw Isle of Dogs with a friend a few months ago, and it holds up so well. I think I saw it like seven times in the theater. Yeah, Trevor Trevor went and saw it with me, and then he got me the DVD for Christmas last year, I believe. What a great gift. Good job, Trev. Very solid. You know me. All right, I have nothing else for Krampus. I've, I've said everything I want to say. Yeah, I'm kind of done. I mean, I'd say again, it's not it's not terrible. I know we shit on it a bunch. Um, not the worst movie. I think if you want something different to watch for Christmas this year, might not be a tradition, but I'd say like watch it once. Yeah, if anything, I'm glad I saw it just to put my mind to rest about this movie because I've always kind of it's been in the back of my mind as something I wanted to see, and now that I've seen it, it meh. Yeah, yeah. you're like mm, I did that now. Yeah. Two hour chunks of your life are like potato chips, Dave. Like sometimes a plain potato chip or even like a little bit of a poop flavored potato chip hits the spot. I don't like what flavored potato chips ever. I definitely said said poop flavored. I couldn't think of like dill pickle uh, potato (laughs) chips, like (laughs) something gross that you don't really want to have, but great improv skills. Yeah, yeah. We're I'll I'll just joke about full dress chips. we and do Canada jokes the rest of the podcast. They like well, that was weird because too. for some reason I was picturing um I think they're called russet potato chips that are like actually brown. Hmm. So when you said poo flavored chips, I was like, holy crap, are we on the same page? This- <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, I, I believe next week on the 21st, Nate and Ricardo and I are releasing the next episode, which should be on Jingle All the Way. It's kind of up in the air as to what we're finalizing. We haven't really picked, but I think it's going to be Jingle All the Way, and we'll be happy to release another podcast episode. Any listeners that have tuned in, thanks for coming out. We really appreciate your, your viewership, as Treb might say. <laughs> And we hope you stay safe out there and and have a lovely holiday season. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks, guys.